अथत्रिषष्टितम सर्गह प्रतिबुद्धो मुहोर्तेन शोको पहत चेतनह अथ राजाद शरथ सचिन्ताम अभ्यपद्यता राम लक्ष्मन योष्चैव विवासाद्वासवोपमं आपेदे उपसर्गस्तं तमस्सूर्यमिवासुरं सभार्येहिगते रामे कौसल्यां कोसलेश्वरह विवक्षुरसितापांगीम स्मृत्वा दुष्कृतमात्मनह सराजारजनीम शष्थीम रामे प्रव्राजितेवनं अर्धरात्रेद शरथस्सोस्मरद्दुष्कृतं गृतं सराजापुत्रशोकार्तस्मृत्वादुष्कृतमात्मनह कौसल्यांपुत्रशोकार्तामिदं बचनमब्रवीद यदाचरति कल्याडिशुभं वायदिवाशुभं तदेवलभते भद्रे कर्ता कर्मजमात्मनह गुरुलाघवमर्थानामारंभेकर्मणांफलं दोशं वायोन जानाति सबाल इतिहोच्यते कष्चिदाम्रवनं छित्वा पलाशाम्ष्च निशिंचति पुष्पं दृष्ट्वा फले गुरुध्रुस्वशोचति फलागमे अविज्ञाय फलं योहि कर्मत्वेवानुधावती सशोचेत् फलवेलायाम् यथा किम्षुकसेचकह सोहमाम् रवनं छित्वा पलाशाम्षन्यशेचयं रामं फलागमेर्त्यक्त्वा पश्चाच्छोचामिदुर्मतिहि लब्धशब्देन कौसल्ये कुमारेन धनुष्मता कुमारश्षब्दवेधीति मया पापमिदं कृतं तदिदम्मेनु संप्राप्तं देवि दुखं स्वयं कृतं सम्मोहादिह बालेन यथास्याद्भक्षितं विशं यथान्यफ्पुरुषः कष्चित् पलाशैर् मोधितो भवेत एवं मयाप्य विज्ञातं शब्दवेध्यमिदं फलं देव्यनूढात्वमभवो युवराजो भवाम्यहं ततफ्प्राव्रुडनुप्राप्तामकामविवर्धिनी अपास्यहिरसान भूमांस्तप्वाचजगदम्शुभिहि परेताचरितां भीमां रविराचरते दिशं उष्णमंतर्दधे सद्यस्निग्धाददुर्शिरेघनाह ततो जहशिरे सर्वे भेकसारंग बरिहिनह क्लिन्न पक्षोत्तरास्नाता क्रुच्छ्रा दिवपतत्रिनह वृष्टिवाता वधूताग्रान पादपानभिपेदिरे पतितेनाम भजाच्छन्नफ पतमानेन चासकर्त आबभवमत्त सारंगस्तोय राशिरिवाचलह பாண்டுராருனவர்னானிஸ்ரோதாம்சிவிமலான்யபி अथान्धकारेत्वश्रौषं जले कुम्भस्य पूर्यतः अचक्षर्विशये घोषं वारणस्येवनर्दतः ततोहम्षरमुध्रुत्य दीप्तमाशी विशोपमं शब्दं प्रतिगजप्रेप्सुरभिलक्ष्यमपातयं अमुंचन्निशितं बानमहमाशी विशोपमं तत्रवागुष हाहेत्यपततस्तोये बानाद्यथितमर्मनहा 
तस्पते भूमौ वागभूतत्रुषी कथमस्मदेशपते चपस्विनी प्रविविक्ता नदी रात्रुदाहुणाभिहतन कस्यपापकृत मैया ऋषेस्तंड वने वन्ये जीवता कथम नुशस्त्रेण वधो मध्यस्थ विधीये जटा भारधर सेलकलाजिनवासस को वधे नमी सैत्कृत मैयाफलम कवलानर्थ संहित न क्वचित साधु मेत यथव गुरतलगम नेमंतथाशोचा जीवित क्षयत्मन मातर पितर चोभावनुशोचा मध्वधे पदे तन्मिथुन वृद्धम चिकाल मैया मयि पंचमापन्ने का वृत्ति वर्तय्य वृद्धौ जता पितरा वहम चैकेशुना हतस्मता सर्वे सुबात्म श्रुवा मम धर्माक्षिण कराभ्याम सशरम चापम यथि तस्पतुवि तस्म करुणम श्रुवा ऋषेपत निशी संभ्रांत शोक वेगेन भृशमासम विचेतन तम देश महमागम्य दीन सत्वस्सुदुर्मनापश्यमिषुनातीरेपसंहतम अवकीर्ण जटाभारम प्रविध कलशोदक पांशुषोणितिग्धांगं शयानम शल्यवेधि सामुद्वीक्ष्य नेत्रस्थमस्वस्थचेतनमुवाच वच क्रूर दिधक्षजसा किं तवापकृत राजने निवसता मैया जिहीर्षुरंभो गुर्वर्थम यदहंताड़ितया एक खलु बाणेन मर्मण्यभिहते मयी द्वावंधौ निहतौ वृद्धौ माता जनयिता च मे तौ नून दुर्बला वंधौ मत्प्रतीक्षौ पिपासी चिमाशाता कष्टा तृष्णा संधारयिष्यून तपसो वास्ति फलयोगश्रुत पितायन्मानीते शयानम पति भुवि जानन्नपि जानन्नपिचकिंकुशापरिक्रम भिद्यमशक्तस्त्रो नगो नगम पिताेघ्रचक्षराघवा नेत्क्रुद्धो वनमग्निवैधि इयमेकतीजन यश्रम तम प्रसाद गंकुपित शपेत विशल्यं कुर्मर्म मे निशित शर ऋणधि मृदुसोत्सेधम तीरमंबुरो यशल्य क्लिश्यते प्राणैर्शल्यो विनशिष्यतीमचिता तल्यापकर्षण दुखित दीन से मम शोकासर्शिश्चिता मुनिशुतस्तदा ताम्यमानुच्छादुवाच परमात सीदमानो विवृत्तांगोचेष्टो गय संस्थ्य शोक धैर्येण स्थिचिवाम्यहम ब्रह्महत्यापम हृदयादपनीयता नजातिरहम राजन्मा भूत्ते मनसो व्यथा 
ಶ್ರೂದ್ರಾಯಾಮಸ್ಮೆ ವೈಶ್ಯೇನ ಜಾತೋ ನರವರಾಧಿಪ ಇತಿವತಃಕೃಚ್ಛಾತ್ಬಾಣಾಭ್ಯಾತಮರ್ಮಣ ವಿಘೂರ್ನತೋ ವಿಚೇಷ್ಟೇಪಮಾನಸೂತಲೆ ತ್ವಾತಮ್ಯಮಸ್ಯತಂಬಾಣಮಹಮುದ್ಧರಂ ಸಮುದ್ವೀಕ್ಷ ಸಂತ್ರಸ್ತೋ ಜಹೌ ಪ್ರಾಣಾಂಸ್ತಪೋಧನ ಜಲಾರ್ದ್ರಗಾತ್ರಕ್ಷರಮರ್ಮವ್ರಣಂ ಸಂತತಮುಛ್ವಸಂತ ತತಃಸರೈವಾಂತಮಹಂಶಯಾನ ಸಮೀಕ್ಷ್ಯ ಭದ್ರೆ ಸುಭೃಶಂ ವಿಷಣ್ಣ ಇತ್ಯಾರ್ಷೇಶ್ರೀಮದ್ರಾಮಾಯಣೆ ವಾಲ್ಮೀಕೀಯೇ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯಾಂಡೇ ತ್ರಿಷ್ಟಿತಮಸರ್ಗ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯಾಂಡ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ಟಿ ತ್ರೀ ವೇಕಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಸ್ಲೀಪ್ ಆಫ್ಟರ್ ಅ ವೈಲ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ರಿಕಾಲಿಂಗ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಸಿನ್ಫುಲ್ ಡೀಡ್ ವಿಚ್ ಸ್ಪೆಲ್ ಡೆತ್ ಟು ಹಿಮ್ ದಶರಥ ಪ್ರೊಸೀಡ್ಸ್ ಟು ಟೆಲ್ ಕೌಸಲ್ಯ ಹೌ ವೈಲ್ ಹಿ ವಾಸ್ ಅ ಪ್ರಿನ್ಸ್ ರೀಜೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಅಯೋಧ್ಯ ಹಿ ವೆಂಟ್ ಔಟ್ ಅ ಹಂಟಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ದ ಫಾರೆಸ್ಟ್ ಒನ್ ಡೇ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಹರ್ಡ್ ಡ್ಯೂರಿಂಗ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ವಾಚ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ನೈಟ್ ದ ಸೌಂಡ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಹರ್ಮಿಟ್ ಬಾಯ್ ಫಿಲ್ಲಿಂಗ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಪಿಚರ್ ವಿತ್ ವಾಟರ್ ಬೈ ಸಬ್ಮರ್ಜಿಂಗ್ ಇನ್ ಟು ಸರಯು ರಿವರ್ mistaking the gurgling sound for the trumpeting of an elephant dasharatha hit the boy with an arrow which dug deep into his body and mortally wounded him on approaching his quarry he discovered the fatal blunder and tendered his heartfelt apology to the hermit boy who asked him to extract the arrow from his body and report the matter to his aged parents the boy died immediately the arrow was taken out of his body having woken from sleep after an hour or so the said king dasharatha whose mind was obscured through grief now fell a prey to anxiety consequent on the banishment of shri rama and lakshmana grief had seized the king who vied in might and splendor with indra the ruler of gods even as obscurity which is attributed to the demon rahu also recognized as a planet seizes the sun at the time of a solar eclipse recollecting his misdeed as responsible for his present misfortune in the shape of separation from his sons and daughter-in-law when shri rama had actually departed for the forest with his wife and lakshmana dasharatha the king of kosala felt inclined to tell kausalya the corners of whose eyes were noted for their dark color all about it on the 6th night after shri rama had been sent into exile the celebrated king dasharatha remembered at midnight the misdeed perpetrated by him recollecting his misdeed the aforesaid monarch who was stricken with grief caused by separation from his son spoke as follows to kausalya who was equally stricken with grief born of separation from her son a doer surely reaps o blessed lady the fruit of his own deeds corresponding to the nature good or evil of that which he does o gracious one he who does not reckon while undertaking actions the relative importance of their fruits as well as the advantages or disadvantages accruing from them is surely dubbed as a fool any one who cutting down a whole mango grove 
because of its unattractive and tiny blossoms, nourishes a cluster of palasha trees expecting large and luscious fruits on seeing their charming and big flowers repents at the time of their fruition. Indeed, like the man who nourishes a kimshuka tree, he who embarks on action alone, not minding the consequences, is sure to repent when the action bears fruit. Cutting down a mango grove, I have accordingly watered palasha trees and sending away Rama to the forest at a time when the said mango grove was going to bear fruit, I repent, a fool that I am. The sin which I am going to describe now was perpetrated by me, O Kausalya, while I was yet a prince wielding a bow and arrows and had won the title of a prince expert in hitting an invisible mark with the help of the sound made by it. This disaster, which was earned by myself, has been reaped by me, O godly lady, in the same way as poison may be swallowed by a child through excessive folly. Even as a common man would be deluded by the charming red blossoms of a palasha tree and misled to think that it would yield equally large and delicious fruits, so it was never suspected by me that the dexterity acquired by me in hitting an invisible mark with the help of its sound would yield such a disastrous result. You were not married with me till then, O pious lady, and I was only prince regent at that time. Then set in the monsoon, which keenly enhanced my passion for hunting. Sucking the moisture of the earth and scorching the world with its rays, the sun had begun to course through the southern quarter, haunted by spirits and therefore exciting fear. Clouds laden with moisture appeared in the sky and the heat vanished all of a sudden. Frogs, the chartaka birds and peacocks all rejoiced in consequence. Birds, which had the upper part of their wings drenched and which, therefore, looked as though bathed, could reach with difficulty the trees on which they had nestled and whose ends were shaken by rain and the winds. Covered by the rainwater already fallen and still repeatedly falling on it, the mountain with elephants in rut looked like a waveless ocean and a drenched mountain. Cascades carrying transparent waters ran in a serpentine course, assuming a white, ruddy and ashy colour on the way due to contact with mountain minerals of those colours. Having made up my mind to take some exercise by way of hunting and with my senses uncontrolled, I drove at that most agreeable period in a chariot to the river Sarayu, equipped with a bow and arrows and wishing to hunt at night a wild buffalo, an elephant or any other beast of prey or deer accidentally arrived at some ford in the river. Presently in the darkness, I, for my part, heard the sound of a pitcher being filled in with water of the river, resembling the sound of a trumpeting elephant at a place which was not before my eyes. Taking out from my quiver an effulgent arrow resembling a snake in its deadly effect, I then discharged it in the direction of the sound in the hope of hitting the mark as I wished to bag the elephant after killing it.
in the quarter where I hurled my sharp arrow, resembling a snake in its deadly effect, there emerged in the dawn the clear wail of a dweller in the forest dropping down in water, his vital part tormented with pain caused by the arrow. On his having dropped down to the ground, issued forth on that very spot a human voice, saying, How could a weapon descend on an ascetic like myself, who can have no enemy? I came at the close of night to this exceedingly lonely river bank with the intention of drawing water. By whom have I been hit with an arrow? Or to whom could offence have been given by me, a seer who has forsworn every form of violence and who was living in the forest on the produce of the forest? How can the killing by means of a weapon of an ascetic like me, wearing a mass of matted hair on his head and clad in the bark of trees and deerskin, be enjoined by the scriptures? Who can have any interest in killing me, or what offence has been given by me to the man who has hit me with an arrow? In this way a futile act has been done by him, and an act which will be attended with evil consequences alone. Nowhere will anyone admire him any more than one would admire a man seeking the bed of his preceptor's wife. I do not grieve for this loss of my life so much as for the fate of my father and mother both on my expiry. By what means of subsistence will this aged couple, maintained for long by me, support themselves when I have met my end? My aged parents as well as myself stand killed with a single arrow. By what ignorant fool of an uncontrolled mind have we all been done to death? The bow with an arrow which I held in my hands at that moment dropped from my hands to the ground, distressed as I was to hear that plaintive cry and sought only to do what was right. Hearing the piteous lament of the seer who was wailing during the close of the night, I lost my consciousness again and again, utterly confounded as I was due to the outburst of grief. Reaching the place where he lay, distressed in mind and extremely sad at heart, as I was, I beheld the ascetic lying on the bank of the Sarayu, struck with an arrow and pierced with its point, the mass of matted hair on his head put out of order, the water of his pitcher run out and his limbs besmeared with dust and blood. Staring at me, who stood alarmed and sick in mind, with his bloodshot eyes, as if going to consume me with his glory of austerity, he addressed the following harsh words to me. What wrong was done by me to you, O king, living as I did in the forest, that while intending to take water for my parents, I was hit by you? On my being hit in a vital part with a single arrow, my blind and aged mother and father both have been virtually killed. Feeble, blind and thirsty, they must be anxiously waiting for me and will be cherishing, since long, the hope of getting water placed in me and enduring their painful thirst. Surely, ascesis or learning has not yet borne fruit in my case or in the case of my father, for my father does not know anything about myself having fallen down, mortally wounded and lying on the ground. Even if he knew, what could we could he do 
feeble and unable as he is to move, and in this way is incapable of protecting me as any tree is incapable of protecting a neighboring tree which is going to be rent asunder. Seeking the presence of my father, O Sayan of Raghu, speak you alone to him speedily about me. If you take courage in both hands and confess your guilt before him, I am sure he will not burn you in his wrath, as a swollen fire would consume a forest. Here is the track by which my father's hermitage can be reached. Approaching him, seek his forgiveness, lest he should get enraged and execrate you. Render me free from pain by extracting the shaft from my body, O king, since your sharp-pointed arrow torments my vital part in the same way as a river current corrodes a high sandy bank. While I was going to extract the arrow from his body, the following thought entered my mind. With the arrow still rankling in his body, the hermit boy will continue to suffer, even though he will survive, while he will surely expire the moment the shaft is removed from his body. That sage, son of a hermit, immediately perceived my anxiety, distressed, miserable and stricken with grief as I was. The hermit boy, who knew the essence of the scriptures, spoke with difficulty as follows to me, who was feeling perplexed in mind. Though getting faint and motionless, with my eyes turned round, since I have approached my end, I am trying to compose my mind, restraining my grief by recourse to firmness. Let agony caused by the thought of your having killed a Brahmana be driven away from your heart. I am not a Brahmana, O King. Hence, let there be no anguish in your mind on that score. I was procreated by Vaishya through a Shudra woman, O ruler of the foremost of men. While he was speaking as aforesaid with difficulty, his vital part having been smitten with the arrow and was now rolling on the ground, now tossing about, now quivering and now fainting, I took out that arrow from his body. Looking dismayed due to anxiety on the score of his parents at me, the boy whose only wealth was his asceticism, gave up his life. I felt extremely sad, O blessed lady, to behold him sighing again and again after speaking out his mind with difficulty, his vital part having been injured and then lying dead on the bank of the Sarayu, drenched all over his body with water. Thus ends Canto 63 in the Ayodhya Kanda of the glorious Ramayana of Valmiki, the work of a Rishi and the oldest epic.